I don't know if it's going to really turn into a message except for that the Lord has just laid this on my heart that all that belongs to us as believers. And I think that we, it's just coming to um, a stronger, and, and it's just coming to me as a really strong impression just to talk about it, that we have so much that belongs to us as children of God. When, when we accepted what Jesus Christ did for us upon the cross and, and we accepted the fact that he shed his blood for us and made a new covenant for us to be a part of, we became a part of God's family and this became our inheritance. Every single thing that he says in his word. Every single thing that he says you are, you are. Everything that he says you can do in his word, you can do. Every single thing that he says you can have, you can have. Amen? And so, oh man, so what the Lord has just been putting on my heart and it, it just, you know, sharing it with me. And so really that's all I ever do is share with you what the Lord's putting on my heart. Um, and so I'm just going to go over a few scriptures and, and what's been just coming to me. Um, let's turn to Hebrews 8 verse 6. Hebrews 8, verse 6. Um, it just says, But now Jesus, our high priest, has been given a ministry that is far superior to the old priesthood. For he is the one who mediates for us a far better covenant with God based on better promises. Before they used to have to have a priest go on their behalf, and before they used to have to uh, slay goats and oxen and, and, and doves and whatever else for the sin that they had committed throughout that year, this kind of animal for this kind of sin. And, you know, imagine all the stuff that we would have to do and how stinky the church would be. <laughs> we don't have to do that anymore. We have a better covenant. Jesus shed his blood, amen, washed away our sin. And when we receive what Jesus Christ did upon the cross, we enter into that new covenant where his blood covers over a multitude of sins and makes us right in the sight of God. And it doesn't stop there. We become joint heirs with Christ Jesus to all that the kingdom of heaven has. Amen? So, what, so really, what is a covenant right? A covenant right is you become a part of a family, the family of God. When you become a child of God, when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you become a part of the family of God. Jesus died, amen? And so when he died, what happens when someone dies? They leave a will and testament. So Jesus died, and what he left for us is a will and testament, and it's the Bible. And if you would read it, think about it. If somebody were to pass away, and leave you an awesome inheritance, you know, and you didn't take the time to read it, you wouldn't know what belongs to you. And this is what the Lord is just really impressing upon my heart. We have so much, so many covenant rights of who we are and what we can do and what he has purchased for us and what belongs to us. But if we are not getting into the word on a daily basis, we won't know what is ours and what has been purchased for us upon the cross. 
You know what's so incredible is, um, and I think we need to just come to this understanding that Jesus already did. He really did. He purchased and, and made a way for this new covenant. It's not something we have to earn. We get to have it and be a part of it by simply receiving what he did for us upon the cross. Amen? And, uh, you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't get how people get off into thinking that just because Jesus, and he did, he shed his blood for us, and he's not going to die again and shed his blood again. He did die, and his blood did cover the multitude of sins from the beginning until the end. I believe that 100% because he's not going to come do it again. But it's so, 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 and I'm not going to get off in this rabbit trail, but it's so clear to me, if you read in context, that he wants us to live to please him. Amen. His blood covering this multitude of sins doesn't say that we should go on to live however we want because he shed his blood for us. No, actually, it says the opposite. It says that, how dare you? <laughs> you know, I was reading, I was like, I'm not even going to go there tonight. But really, it, he's like, before, you know, if they messed up, they, they would go sacrifice again. But here, if you're not pursuing God and living for him, then, and you're basically putting the Lord in a situation again to have to cover your sin. And I'm not saying he's going to die and rise again from the dead again and shed his blood again, but really, he died and he shed his blood for you. So how dare us take advantage of that, you know? So the Lord wants us to live for him. We have this covenant with him, and we want to take advantage of it in the fact that you have, the, you know, the sky's the limit. Everything in this word is yours. You'll see what I'm saying if you just read through 8, 9, and 10 there of Hebrews. <laughs> but we have this better covenant because of what Jesus did for us. This way better covenant with so many more promises. I mean, we think Abraham had it good. I mean, he did. But we have an even better covenant because of what Jesus did for us. And he bought and paid for you to have this. You know, think about it. If you have somebody who, who sacrificed their life for you and, and laid down their life for you and, and left you with all their earnings and all their riches and, and all this inheritance, but you don't even t take the time and you meet with this lawyer and you find out this is all yours and you don't even take the time to open up the envelope. And here, this is the covenant rights. This is the will and testament that he left for us. And so this is what the Lord is just sharing with me. Like, this thing is for real. And you might know bits and pieces of it, and you might have seen bits and pieces of it work out for you because you've applied parts of this will and testament. But think about this. All God's promises are yes and amen. His entire word, he says, I will watch over my word to perform it. Amen? So his entire, how many of you think, like, God wrote this will and testament, God left this inheritance to us, and he, he secretly, like, blacked out portions of it. Like, no, no, that doesn't belong to this season of people or that generation of people. No. It all belongs to us. 
If you're a part of the family of God, it is your inheritance. It is your right, your covenant right. You're a child of God, a child of the king. You now have access to the kingdom of heaven and everything that there is in it. Healing, deliverance, freedom, amen? Provision, peace, which passes all understanding to guard your heart and mind. Joy of the Lord, which is your strength. All of this stuff is part of what Jesus purchased for us, and it's part of what is ours as a child of God. So if we're walking around without any of that in our life, it's simply because we're not reading our will and testament. We're not reading our inheritance and finding out what belongs to us. What the Lord is just really showing me is, and and over the years, what he's really shown me is, His word is so simple and so clear. It's not really something that you have to try to figure out. I really think he says it like it is. And sometimes you might need to get in a different version of the Bible or read several versions so that you can get it said in the way that you get it. But he says it like it is. Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. <laughs> Give and it shall be given unto you. Those things are a part of our inheritance. It's part of what Jesus purchased for us to be able to partake of this stuff. Amen. So the word of God really is like a manual. It lists everything that belongs to us and it is up to you and I whether we're going to take a part of it, partake of it, or take advantage of it or not. It's, how is it up to us? First of all, you got to read the word. The word of God says that some people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge in Hosea 4.6. You're destroyed for a lack of knowledge. If you're not reading the word, you don't know what is in this inheritance that you have. This is yours already. It's not something you have to try to earn. You're a child of God, a child of the king. This belongs to you. But if you don't read it, God can't give you a revelation of it, and then you won't act upon it. And faith without works is what? It's dead. So it might have been given to you, but if you don't have the knowledge of it, you're destroyed because of it. You're destroyed for having the lack of knowledge. But if we will study the word and everything that is written in it, And you will meditate on it day and night. The word of God says you will be like a tree planted by streams of living water and your leaf will not wither and whatever you do will prosper. Why? It's part of our inheritance. If you will meditate upon your inheritance, you start getting the keys of the kingdom and operating in the kingdom. You start accessing what was purchased for you upon the cross. So I don't think that we think about the word this way. And we should more so realize that this is what the Lord left us. This is what belongs to us. This was in a like golden stem, what is that? A seal with a seal on it. It's an important thing. It's an important document. We should be reading it, absorbing in it, meditating upon it. Amen acting upon it. Let's turn to Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10, 19 through 23. 
So do your brothers and sisters. Now this is part of our inheritance. Now that Jesus shed his blood, covered over our multitude of sins, this is what we can do. Now so, dear brothers and sisters, we can now enter boldly into heaven's most holy place. Why? Because you're so worthy? No, because of the blood of Jesus. By his death, Jesus opened up a new and living way through the curtain into the most holy place. Before, the priest had to make sure he had absolutely no sin in his life. They'd tie a bell around his waist because if he had some secret sin, he would die in the glory of God. And the bells would stop ringing and they'd know he'd be dead and they'd have to pull him out. We no longer have to do that. We have a better covenant where every single one of us is covered by the blood of Jesus Christ and we can come into that place of God's presence boldly knowing we're not going to die in that presence but we're going to be cleansed from all unrighteousness. If you'll just confess your sin, he will be faithful and just to forgive your sin and cleanse you. In his presence, and you come in boldly, you can receive mercy and grace and forgiveness and help in time of need. It's where you get it. Amen? It is a better covenant. So by his death, Jesus opened up a new and living way through, this, um, through the curtain into the most holy place. Since we have this great high priest, Jesus, who rules over God's house, let us go right up into the presence of God <laughs> with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean, and our bodies have been washed with pure water. So now let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promises. Hallelujah. Because of what Jesus did, because of God making a new covenant through the blood of Jesus, we can come in boldly, all of us, whenever we want, into the throne room of God like we were tonight. We were in his presence. That means we were in the throne room, okay? And we can, we can do that boldly, and we can have our sins washed away, cleansed by the blood of Jesus. We can receive mercy if we needed mercy, grace if we needed grace, forgiveness if we needed that forgiveness. Amen? Because of what Jesus did for us. And basically, he's talking about this new covenant. He says, the Lord can be trusted to keep all of his promises. How many of you believe he can be trusted? So that means when he wrote this will and testament, when he wrote this manual of inheritance of what belongs to you, it's the truth. I love this scripture more and more over the course of the last like two years maybe. He says, I will watch over my word to perform it. He knows when someone gets a hold of his word, when it penetrates deep into their heart. He knows why, because action follows. See, if you really believe it, you'll start doing it. If it's not real to you, you won't do it. You can say amen all you want to, but if the word of God says give and it shall be given unto you and you're believing God for some kind of financial breakthrough, but you're not doing your tithes or your offerings and you really don't believe it's true. And it's not going to work for you. If you believe God's word is true regarding laying hands in the sick and they shall recover, 
and God's having someone stick out to you like a sore thumb in the store or in the park or whatever, if you believe that it's true, the word of God says faith without works is dead. So if you believe it's true, the works will follow. And then he, it's his job. See, where we get fearful is it's his job to watch over the word to perform it. It's not your job to heal them. That's his job. It's simply your job to believe the word and act upon it. We need to believe the word so much, believe that his word will not return void, believe that he'll watch over his word to perform it. That's his job. So much so that we put it into practice. His word is so literal. This is what is coming to me. Um, His word is so literal. He says it just like he means it. He just wants us to grab hold of it and set our hand to it so he can bless it. But we got to not be destroyed for lack of knowledge. We have to get in the word and let him speak to our hearts. Let it penetrate deep into our heart. That's why he was like, let this book of the law not depart from your eyes. Keep it. Bind it. You know, literally they had it like on their foreheads and on their, on their necks. You know, they did, took it really literal. Which is great. Fine. But what he's saying is don't just constantly read it. Constantly speak it. Constantly meditate upon it. Don't forget about it. Because this is your inheritance. This belongs to you. When people get all flustered, they get in anxiety, they get in worry, they get in fear about all kinds of different situations. I mean, everything from um, your children doing good in school to your children's health to to, um, if things are going to work out at your job to um, the government to whatever. They get into fear and worry and all this. What they need to do is get into the word where he says, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Amen? Greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. If they would see two or three scriptures and let everything be established by t- the words of two or three, you know, if get two or three scriptures that says what God says about the situation, you would know your inheritance. You would know what belongs to you regarding the situation. Amen? God wants us to realize that his word is absolute, absolute truth. He says that he, that last scripture, let us hold tightly and without wavering to the hope that's in his word, that's with this covenant right, because he can be trusted to keep these promises. He can be trusted. What is a covenant? It's a legal contract. He made a new legal contract through the blood of Jesus so that you and I can be partakers of this inheritance. I don't know about you, but I'm kind of getting a revelation of the fact that all of this belongs to me and I should be operating it, all of it. And if I'm not, that means I need to get into the word a little more and a little more every single day so that I know what belongs to me. And remind God, God, I'm not operating in this area. I didn't realize this belongs to me. Lord, I'm going to start setting my hand to this. And I'm going to trust that you're going to watch over your word to perform it. I don't know about you, but you probably have had different things where God watched over his word, like, 
well, I, I like using financial because financial breakthrough comes. So you're uh, believing God for some kind of financial breakthrough. You have a lot of testimonies regarding this where you're believing God for um, debt freedom or to pay off a car or this or that. And the Lord tells you to sow a seed. Well, the word of God tells you or the spirit of God can tell you. And it's just going to line up with the word anyways. So the Lord tells you to sow a seed. And all of a sudden, God starts working things out, whether it's an increase in the job to cover that car or whether it's, it gets wiped clean and, and you don't have the debt anymore. One way or another, God watches over his word to perform it because you gave, it's, he says, give and you shall receive. Or maybe, and this is a huge one that I have operated in for a while, maybe um, you have been praying about something for a while and you're not getting the breakthrough that you need. You're not seeing the answer. Does it mean that God doesn't hear you? No. But sometimes we need to join faith with somebody else. The word of God says, any two of you praying and agreeing on anything concerning, in, that's in his word, it will be done by my Father, which is in heaven. And so whenever I don't have breakthrough on my own, I will find somebody. Usually it's a, a certain prayer, one or two prayer partners that I pray with. And I'll pray in agreement. And man, I'll see that thing manifest super fast. Why? The word of God, it's a covenant promise. I act upon it, and he acts upon it. When we act upon the word of God, he watches over his word to perform it. Why? Because he's faithful to keep his covenant promise. He wasn't lying when he gave us this inheritance. So when you read the word, you're reading your inheritance. What the Lord wrote out that belongs to you and I. Isn't that good? Oh, I just want to read the word. <laughs> I want to find out what belongs to me. What am I missing out on? What are we missing out on? We're destroyed for a lack of knowledge. 2 Corinthians 1.20 says, For no matter how many promises, it doesn't matter how many are in here, no matter how many promises God has made, they are all yes in Christ. And so through him or by Christ, by his blood, by this new covenant, through him, yes and amen is spoken. He says, yes, stamp it, so be it, that settles it. This one's yours. No matter how many promises were made. No matter how, we could say it this way, no matter how many promises you claim. Because of Christ Jesus and the new covenant, his answer is always going to be, yes, amen, so be it. That settles it. What is it you want? I want all of it. <laughs> I'm like, I want all of it. I want, and I tell them that, I want every single thing that you intended for me as a child of God. Every single thing. If I'm going to, if I want that, then I'm going to have to read the word, find out what it says, and make sure I observe to do what's written in it. Why? Because with everything, like whether you're making a cake or whether you're building a piece of furniture, which not all of us are talented to do and follow instructions, but it's going to take some instruction and some following guidelines for it to turn out the way 
we want it to turn out or taste the way we want it to taste, right? So God has a, a, a manual, a guidebook on how you can walk in all of this inheritance and it be yours and him to watch over it and perform it. But we got to follow and trust and obey. Observe the word and do the word. Knowledge isn't enough. Even the devil knows the word. He even brought bits of the word to Jesus to try to get him to stumble. So that shows you that it's not the knowledge of the word, but it's the practice. It's the, the setting your hand to it that God watches over and performs it. Amen? He's faithful to whom he's promised. He is faithful. James 2.14 is faith without works is dead. So we need to read God's word and observe it to do it. That you Plan on that you're going to act upon it. Why? It's a covenant promise. When you read God's word, God's saying, hey, hey, Nick, hey, Don, this is what I want to give you. This is what I left you. You can walk in this. You just got to do this or you got to do that. Or just believe my word or just speak my word. In this circumstance or that circumstance, all of a sudden something comes to your heart. And man, it totally applies to the situation I'm going through. I don't know how many times that God's done that for you. You're reading the word and it just start, you just start hearing that same, like last night we are in, in um, glory culture. And God has kept saying, my yoke is easy, my burden's light. And he's talking to us about egg yolks. It was really, really funny and unique night. But his yoke is easy, his burden's light. When God is trying to get something across to you so that you don't carry a heavy burden anymore, so that you'll cast your cares on him and start walking with his yoke, and, and his yoke is, is light, it's the glory of God. He's trying to get you to take hold of your inheritance. He says in his word, he said, by his spirit, he'll bring you from glory to glory. That's part of my inheritance, to walk in the glory. In Isaiah 60, he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me. We should be walking with the spirit of the Lord upon us. The glory of the Lord can shine upon us. Why would he tell us to go let your light shine? What light? The glory of the Lord. You can't shine the glory of the Lord if you don't have an opportunity to get filled with it. But it's part of your inheritance. Amen? I'm just saying, I'm not going to go through all the, that's your job to study and show yourself approved. But this is a manual. If you'll just read it, you'll find out everything that belongs to you. You'll find out everything that God says you are, who God, what God says you can do. Every single thing in the kingdom of heaven is part of our inheritance. We are seated together with Christ in heavenly places. Not someday, the moment we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we have joined the family. We have taken part and become a part of that great and precious inheritance. So it's so, you get why it's so important to study and read the word. The Bible says out of it flows the issues of life. The ways of the kingdom life is right there. 
And that's why he says it's alive and it's sharper than a two-edged sword. It can penetrate deep into your heart. It can change the situation around if you'll just act upon it. Why? Because when you act upon it, that's faith. And faith, God responds to. And he watches over his word to perform it in your life. So if I'm in faith, maybe I've been praying and I've been believing God for a breakthrough uh, with, with a family member in the situation. Or maybe I'm praying and believing God for breakthrough in my job or, or breakthrough... Um, in the spirit, you know, to move from glory to glory. When I pray, if I'm not getting the breakthrough that I need, I'm just telling you what I do, I, I act on a scripture. I join together with someone who can be in faith with me about it. And he says, any two of you asking anything, it will be done of my Father which is in heaven. And you can take that regarding anything he says, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Give and it shall be given unto you. Whatever the promise is that you want to you read and you want to claim, put it into practice. And say, Lord, this is part of my inheritance. As I put my hand to this, I thank you you're going to watch over it. You're going to bless it. That's why he says he blesses whatever you set your hand to and he'll cause it to prosper. Really what you're setting your hand to when you're reading the word and responding in obedience, he's blessing it because... He's watching over his word to perform it because he's not a liar and he's faithful to keep his promises. We have an amazing amount of covenant rights here. And I don't believe that we really get the fact that this is literal. This is not for some day. This is not for when we get into heaven. This is for now so that we can stand out in a crowd as God's chosen people. His holy people. Amen. A holy nation. A peculiar people. God's word is our covenant right. What he says is ours is ours. Health, healing, peace, presence, joy, fullness of glory. It's all yours. So that's why it's powerful. The Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. It's really important that our words line up with the word. And if you're not reading the word and you're not getting into your heart, then other words are going to come out of your mouth. Because the word of God says out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. You don't want to speak contrary to your covenant right. You want to speak in line with it. And in order to speak in line with it, you need to be sowing it into your heart. Faith comes by hearing and hearing what? The word of God. So you even want to speak out what you're reading. Read it out loud like you're in elementary school. My son is supposed to read two books a night, and he's like, I'll read it in my, my head. And I was like, no, no, no. They said they want you to speak it out. They want you to sound out the syllables, and they want you to have a fluency. I'm like, I need to hear you. Even if I'm doing the dishes, I need to hear that you're actually speaking it out. Why? For us, the word, I'm just saying, try it out. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word. So you're doing it more than one way. You're, you're suddenly, you're reading the word, but now you're doing the word, and you're meditating on it by speaking the word, and you're hearing it, and faith is coming in, in addition. And when faith comes, you start acting upon it. 
And when you start acting upon it, God starts watching over, hey, that person actually believes this is true. I'm going to have to watch over my word to perform it. It's not going to do us any good to just go through a routine, just go to church or just to sing a song or just to go through a routine and pray a prayer. And, you know, I mean, it's not a relationship with God. What he wants us to do is take this and say, God, you made this precious covenant this better covenant with full of these promises for me because you love me so much. Now I'm going to read your word and I ask you to show me what belongs to me so I can act on it, so I can apply it to my life, and so I'm not destroyed for lack of knowledge. I can actually take part in it. I'm expecting that from this point forward, as we see things, or there's things that we know that we haven't been acting upon, and God will bring it back to our remembrance so we can start acting upon it, realizing this is part of my inheritance. I don't have to get to a certain faith level for this to work for me. It's already my inheritance. Amen? I keep saying this scripture. This is really... um, all I have to say, <laughs> I just wanted to encourage you. Jeremiah 1.12 is, God will watch over his word to perform it. Matthew 18.19 is the scripture where it says, Any two of you asking anything, it will be done of my Father which is in heaven. Really, all of this word is a promise. And he says, his word will not return void. He's faithful to keep his promises. He's not a man that he would lie. So when you're reading his word, it's all truth. It's all truth. And it belongs to you. Isn't that good? So what part of the inheritance do you want? All of it. So then we need to read all of it, even the these and thous and... So-and-so begat so-and-so. Because there's something in there that God wanted to relay to us. And so you just got to invite the Holy Spirit, help me to understand, help me to receive the promises, receive my inheritance today as I read your word. Help me to operate in, operate in what you want me to operate in. Help me to start applying it. He's our helper. He's our guide. He's our counselor. He's our teacher. So invite the Holy Spirit to teach you as you read. Amen? Oh, man, I'm just so encouraged. We have this covenant right. We have this will and testament. We have this inheritance. It's all right here at our fingertips. And all we have to do is read it, believe it, and apply it. All who confess Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, believe in their heart that he died and rose again from the dead, they will be saved. Why? Because they read the word or they received the word and what he did. They confessed it. They acted upon it. And then Jesus enters their heart. Why? Because God watches over that word to perform it. So you already had it happen in your life at least one time. Because I'm pretty sure every single person in this place believes that Jesus died and rose again 
confessed him as their Lord and Savior and received him into their heart. So that is a perfect example of you receiving the inheritance. So now you have to do that same exact thing with every single thing that's written in this book. You read it, you believe it, and then you act upon it. And the rest, he watches over his word and starts performing it. You start seeing him working all things together for your good. Why? Because you love, he loves you. And you're called according to his purpose. You're a part of his family. He takes care of his kids. And he said, I love that scripture. He said in 2 Corinthians 1.20, for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And amen. So be it. His answer to you saying, Lord, I want this promise. Lord, I want this part of the inheritance. I want this part. See, he'll let you have as little or as much as you want. That's so exciting. So some, some people, you might get a little jealous because they're operating in more of their inheritance. But what we don't realize is it's for all of us. They just started tapping into more of it. They started applying more of it to their lives. And so therefore, God's watching over more of it in their lives. You might see somebody tap more into the prosperity part of their inheritance or more of the health part of their inheritance. There's people who are healthy from from zero to 90. You know, they just get caught up in the glory. There's some people that operate more in, in healing, laying hands in the sick and they shall recover. They're operating in a part of their inheritance. They got a hold of that part. But it all belongs to all of us. Amen? Oh, Father, we just thank you and praise you, Lord, for this inheritance, for this new and great and precious covenant that you made for us, that you made a way, Jesus, where there was no way, that we now can come boldly because of the blood of Jesus into your throne room and receive gracie, mercy, help, Lord, in time of need. Father, I just thank you, Lord, right now that everything your word says, you say yes and amen to God. Father, I ask you, Lord, that by your spirit, you begin speaking to us, leading us and guiding us, drawing us to read your word. And Lord, that you would teach us by your spirit, Lord, that it would penetrate deep into our hearts and out of the abundance of our hearts, our mouths would speak, God. Lord, that we begin applying it daily, Lord, and seeing you work all things together for our good. All things that are written in your word, Lord, it would start working out for us, Lord, because you are alive, Lord. Your word is alive, and you're watching over your word to perform it. In Jesus' name, everybody said? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.